0: this podcast is powered by eg consults the digital group is our our business Hello Creative Influencers, my name is Mami Ofua, and I welcome you all to our podcast. In here, we explore the latest strengths and insights in the creative space with expectant influencers across Africa. So I urge you to subscribe and rate our podcast if you haven't done so yet and you will never miss an episode. Also, you'll be among the very first to be picked when we begin sharing our goodies and giving shoutouts. To subscribe to our pod on Spotify. just click. Click on the plus button below our logo to follow and activate your notification bell. After that, rate us with the star button. On Apple Podcast, subscribe by following us with a button on the top right corner and scroll down to rate us there. Finally, on Google Podcast, search the Creative Lens if you don't have the link and click to subscribe. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast and for being part of our amazing community. We hope you enjoy our episodes and we look forward to hearing from you in our comment
1: section. Hello, Lega, and welcome to another episode of the Crazy Lens podcast, your favorite go-to pod for anything African creativity. My name is Kwame so you can call me KA for short, and I'll be your able driver for today if you are new here you are welcome as a creative influencer and be part of us by subscribing to our channel and be a part of our amazing community in here we talk about everything creative arts so anyone who is an ardent listener of our podcast is a creative influencer you are welcome you've not lost your way subscribe to this channel and get to be a part of those who contribute to the growth of the African creative art. On this note, we will take a short musical break and we will introduce today's topic after this. Don't go nowhere. Mati say muddy be more to throw me I am one Why
2: more? We be trying but we couldn't I a rapper but we miss cool. Some away more, we ain't cry Tell a time, I may only do be I say me can Show I can be, they nail it. I only do, do, when the buyer, they turn yeah, me by ya, I fade. They mo' so cop me. Me turn a man 'cause release real easy. Me dey turn a bank. You mo' cop Traffic like the unsaw red. Why how anya dey mess up me? Yeah they say we West PD my soul and God me who they say outshot me. Okay. I need to pull a gun for you to know I'm a killer. We sugar mama, my friend me dada, my friend mama Sita. Mama, sita and
1: we are back guys thanks for sticking with us um today we are going to talk about content creation we are going to talk about digital marketing and for a topic such as this we need to have an expert. this time around i had to get an expert to talk about this exciting topic okay so we have sameta lauren who is a youtuber a digital marketing lecturer, a photographer. In fact, she is a full package. Okay, Um, let me introduce her. Sam, good evening. Good evening. You are welcome to the Creative Lens Podcast. Thank we you are for glad... having me. Yeah, we are glad for having you tonight. Um, and thanks for accepting our invite. So, today, mm-hmm. let's see, we have a lot to talk about, but we will try and make it as brief and exciting as possible. So, before we move on, okay. kindly introduce yourself to our audience.
3: Um, I am Sameta Lauren, but I'm not an expert in digital marketing. Hohar, <laughs> want marketing or anything i'm just a girl who likes to create content so i'm currently a digital marketing manager and a youtuber and a social media content creator for instagram tiktok and what other platform do i even create content on just tiktok and instagram in addition to youtube and then i'm also into photography where I do a lot of self-portraits and stuff. And I am a full-time student as well. So yeah, that's me, but I'm not an expert.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Guys, she's being modest it's normal (laughs) (laughs) she actually taught me digital marketing class so (laughs) she she's just being with it okay sam um i want us to um let's look at content creation for example how did you get into content creation
3: um i got into content creation as an escape from reality. Uh, At the time I got into content creation, it wasn't really identified as content creation at the time. It was just me being a teenager posting on social media. Uh, It was before 2016, before content creation became a thing. So I just used to like standing in front of the camera, let's say a photogenic. I am a photogenic. So I would normally just like take pictures, find editing apps, try to use them and all of that. And it was just based off my curiosity that I actually got into content creation. And then later on, I discovered YouTube. So I got curious about the platform as well. And I was like, okay, I want to know how this works because I used to watch a lot of DIY content on YouTube and later on I found out that you can actually upload your own set of videos because when i started using youtube i felt like there were specific people who could only use the platform but then i later discovered that the platform is for anyone so i started experimenting so that was like my first youtube channel was back in 2013 2014 ish um i started posting musical covers using my computer webcam Mm -hmm. unfortunately i no longer have that um channel anymore because i got rid of it because it was just for experiment and stuff but basically i would tell you that i got into content creation out of curiosity and out of like me being an abnormal child who felt like i never really fit in anywhere so normally wow. i just like to do things by myself so escape from reality because my reality was was basically studying and studying and studying because that's what my family wanted for me to have like good grades. So there was always a pressure for me to study and study. So it was this one thing that I found that I could escape reality from uh, with so i started using content creation and a little in 2016 and onwards we started hearing the term content creation social media marketing digital marketing all of that
1: okay we will come to digital marketing later (laughs) now let's stay in the content creation bit so how did you get to identify your type of content for your audience
3: so i want like i said i started content creation as a hobby or an escape route so i never had like an idea of audience segmenting or anything like that but when i started growing more into content creation i knew that i wanted to find myself making fashion content so currently my platforms are a bit different they're catered to different audiences so currently i'm using linkedin and youtube to are uh, to people who are interested in digital marketing and content creation and all of that and my youth my instagram and tiktok are more narrowed down to fashion related content because that was what i started off with but for anyone who wants to understand what audience segmenting is it's basically you trying to figure out what the market is about and what um you're good at so if you're trying to identify your specific target audience the first thing you want to do is to have a strategy before going on any social media platform and that is if you intend to use social media or content creation as a form of business so you should have like the business mindset but if it is just a hobby you can just uh, hop on there and do whatever you want make selfish content nobody will like it won't affect you as much compared to someone who wants to venture into it as a form of business so if you're doing this as a form of business you want to have a strategy before going on social media to create content So like the whole social media landscape is basically more like the traditional market. Same way you'll go to the local market and you have someone selling fufu. And then you also have someone selling rice, catering to um, specific soup or whatever it is. It's almost Mm -hmm. the same thing. So every single content you create have a specific audience. So in order for you to identify your target audience, you need to practice something called researching. A lot of us don't like that, but you need to research a lot and you also need to practice social listening. So when you're experimenting with content, you want to pay attention to what people are saying in your comment sections what people are engaging with more and all of that. It's something we call social listening. So with that, you gather insights and then you're able to identify the type of content that people enjoy from you and you want to continue building on that.
1: Okay. I think um, that's well explained. But for me, I would say you are a lifestyle content creator because your content um, involves more around lifestyle. I think I enjoy most of your lifestyle content and Recently, I've seen that you've added digital marketing to it, and yes. trust me, I take some ideas from your content when it has to do with <laughs> what I should wear or what should, um, if I should design certain things in my room and everything. I mean, for me, oh. I'm the type of audience um, or the or I'm the type of fan that you are targeting. <laughs> you really got me here, but um. So I want us to, we are still on the content bit. What are some of the challenges? Well, I know that you just started as a freestyle. You were just trying to um, be less bored and everything. But then what are some of the challenges that you have faced being a content creator for over five years?
3: Okay, so maybe I can't speak for everybody. So the fact that I am more of an introvert, being introverted is... A problem when it comes to content creation because when you're creating content, you want to collaborate with other people, with other content creators within your market as well. But me being an introvert becomes a problem because it is so hard for me to reach out to people or for me to even accept um, invites from people. Like let's take your podcast for example um there was a time i was sick and there were times where i was super busy but then when i'm free it's like oh this person wants me to do this do i have the energy to do this Mm -hmm. so it's like i just play it off but then collaborating help, help i have to grow like at a slow pace compared to you broadening your reach with other content creators within your niche uh, audience as well. So that's one of the problems that I face as a content creator. And another thing is if you are a solo content creator, it is time consuming. Sometimes it is draining. Sometimes it also costs like burnouts because Mm -hmm. you're doing everything by yourself. You are your own producer, your own photographer, um, your own editor. You do basically everything by yourself. You plan, you research, you do everything by yourself. So sometimes even when you drain, you have creative blogs and all of that. And when you take breaks, people don't understand because they're not the ones behind the scenes. Charlie, they don't know what Charlie
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can relate so much. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they don't understand what's going on. They don't understand that you're compromising your mental health for their sake. So when you take yeah. breaks, they're like, oh, you're inconsistent and all of that. But um people need to understand that they are real human beings behind the content that are produced, and people need breaks when they have to take one. So I've struggled with that because I've been one of the most stubborn content creators that I, exist. <laughs> I would take breaks when <laughs> I would take uh-huh. breaks whenever I need to. I will switch niches whenever I feel the need to when I feel like this niche is something that I can't take for long term I'll switch it up and I'm just like whoever wants to stay will stay whoever wants to leave will leave so yeah these are some of my struggles but there are a lot of struggles for content creators
1: but this is personal to you so I think our audience will understand so um I know that you took off for some time because you recently became active again for I think the past two weeks and congratulations you hit 1k subscribers on YouTube that's that's a milestone
3: thanks it took me
1: <laughs>
3: it took me multiple YouTube channels to get that 1k <laughs> but
1: so- someone will sit and we say Ah, but that 1k followers or subscribers is nothing because but is that easy to get 1k subscribers
3: it depends on your market it depends on the audience that you are serving your content to. So I can tell you it's easy or it's hard. So since we're in Ghana setting here, I'm just going to use Ghana as an example. It's hard to grow as a content creator in Ghana only in most parts of africa because content creation is new whenever you tell someone you're a content creator they look at you weirdly they're like that's not even a job so what do you mean but it's actually a job it is something that a lot of effort goes into so because it is new in our settings if you try to cater your content to the locals it's going to take you quite the time to grow and if the niche you choose as a content creator is also an oversaturated niche even though i want to believe that there is no oversaturated niche anyone can survive in a specific Mm -hmm. niche but if the niche is oversaturated it takes you time because there are a bunch of experts already within your field and people already respect those people and the fact that they don't know you that much and you're not really bringing the value that they need it's gonna take you years upon years to grow as a content creator
1: okay okay okay
3: based on what you're doing and where you find yourself
1: well for a podcaster as myself um i don't know if i should share this information but i think this one i'll wait for I'll, I'll hold Nah,
3: this. i think we'll like to hear it
1: it's actually not easy producing and trying to get people to listen to audio podcasting i mean i i did uh, a survey that i will share later i think I i'll post it on our social media account people usually go for video podcasting more than audio podcasting and i'm trying to understand the whole idea around about it because for me as a person i prefer listening to the audio whilst working and doing something else. So I want to, okay, let me ask you this question because you are in the industry for a longer time so you can make sense out of it. What would make someone choose video content over audio content?
3: Okay, so someone will choose video content over audio content because one, people are looking for connection. They want to feel like they are a part of something right? So if I am watching you talk, it makes me feel like I am sitting beside you while you talk since we're using your podcast as an example. It'll Mm -hmm. make me feel like I am sitting beside you while you talk people want to be a part of processes. They want to feel like okay, I started this with this person and we ended this, I feel really this person content is relatable because I can look at this person, they're able to capture my attention without me being distracted by things around me compared to audio podcast audio podcast is new someone will listen to audio podcast when they're on the go like mm. probably maybe you're in a car going somewhere or you're working out for me personally I listen to audio podcast and I can put my phone in my living room space and roam around and probably miss part of the podcast while I leave it rolling and I might probably lose some of the key information that is being provided within the podcast because I'm not closer to my phone to listen to the full thing but i'm listening to the mm-hmm. podcast compared to the video the person will have their phone or whatever they're watching the video on in their hand because they want to see you talk they want to feel like they're interacting with you that's just the major psychology behind it people want to feel like they are a part of a process so if you're producing something where they feel like they're not a part of the process then they're not going to um, engage with it so problem, maybe you want to re structure and try to understand uh the type of people you're attracting maybe you're not attracting the people who wants to listen to podcasts because normally people who listen to podcasts are people on the go yeah okay like for me i listen to podcasts when i'm working out or cleaning or something like that i'll put a podcast on
1: so i think now i understand because i think i'm just thinking about me because uh, me going to work because i'm quite busy like a busy person so my mondays to fridays are booked. so um i don't get time to watch videos that much if i would even sit down to watch a video it shouldn't be more than 30 minutes if it's more than 30 minutes i'll be put up now i can listen to a podcast for two hours and sometimes if i miss a content i will just rewind to come and catch it because it's Oju, and I'm just listening and also doing my work. So probably because I'm just looking at myself and selling the podcast to someone like myself, I'm not really looking at the whole, uh, the whole, um, how do you call it, audio segmentation thing to think about what an ordinary person who is not actually doing something or who is maybe idle but has the time to watch a podcast video. I, I think that that's, that's actually one of the problems.
3: So I think your problem is... Um you are trying to sell your podcast to everybody. Because okay. from what you're saying is, you want the person who is interested in video podcasts to also listen to your podcast. People yes. who are busy to also listen to your podcast. Then that means you are selling to everybody. You're not selling to a specific group. So since you started your podcast, with the idea that people who are like you are gonna listen to your podcast, your goal now is to actually attract people who are like you. So you wanna do a little bit of research and say, okay, if ask yourself, when I'm listening to podcasts, what are some of the reasons that I listen to the podcast? Is it because that I'm busy and I can have like the podcast on on the go? I can rewind whenever I want to, and all of that. With that information, you're able to segment. You're like, okay, my podcast is catered to a group of people who are on the goal, blah, blah, blah. That's like the psychology behind it. So most of the time, one of the biggest mistakes that people make is when they are segmenting, they focus more on age group, um, demography, that's the same age group thing, but demography... Um, gender and all of that it's important but that's not the key part like you want to understand the idea behind why someone will click on something and why would they wash it to a specific um, endpoint or why would they listen to it to a specific endpoint Or what are like behavior patterns that they exhibit and also like habits, their activities as well. You want to look at that so that you can be able to properly segment your audience that you're trying to target. Okay. So you can't you can't attract someone who wants video podcast and audio podcast. If you do that then that means you're going to have two different seg- uh, segments which is good. And if you have the time to create video podcast at the same time creating audio podcast then that's good. But if you don't have the time to create both then you want to focus on people who would actually listen to your podcast. So you want to focus on segmenting that group so you can properly understand the psychology behind Great. why they and listen to podcasts in the first
1: i have taken it i hope you guys are taking notes because um <laughs> sam here is a full encyclopedia about marketing <laughs> so guys take notes because me i'm taking notes i'm also learning now let's go to um your content again i think we are still on content now i watched yeah. one of your contents <laughs> i want to come back to it i think one that you did about 40 questions about myself okay. and uh, for those who are not Are where Sam is a Liberian Sierra Leonean living in Ghana. Okay, so, um, that's this someone who actually has so many cultures. So, I think she's a full package. I said she's a full package, she's a full package now. Sam, I want to understand you Mm -hmm. have an African view, right? Mm -hmm. Now, look at the marketing landscape of africa okay do you think content creation is something that will become a thing someday
3: definitely it is becoming a thing not even someday it's actually becoming a thing
1: okay now let's go to uh, dm no before we go to dm let's come to publishing okay. um, so your videos do you have a publisher yep. for your videos
3: a publisher yeah no i don't
1: okay so i had a conversation with a publishing expert and he told me that for everyone who is into the content creation space you need a publishing you need a publisher actually you need to really um get a publisher who will try and track whatever someone is using your content for now as a podcaster i know that when i post my content on apple music Mm -hmm. about 16 other uh, podcast platforms use my RSS feed and they put it on their own platform, right? So if my content is being used and I can't track it, it it's like I've created it and it's it's in a vacuum. No one can, the person can use my content and use it for whatever he or she wants. So with a publisher involved, the person can track or the publisher can track all these things or my content being used on other platforms or by other people and i'm not getting royalties for do you get it so that's where i'm coming from that yeah that's the question yeah
3: okay so whoever that told you about this uh having a publisher if they told you at what stage should you focus on that? Because based on your goal, it can determine if you really need like a publisher or not. So take, for example, I am just starting off as a brand. And one of my main goal is to increase brand awareness, right? Mm-hmm. So YouTube have this thing where they ask you if you want your content to be under a creative Common or YouTube standard license. So Creative Commons allows you to allow other. Creators on the platform or from any platform to reuse your content. And then YouTube's standard license um, allows you to secure your content from other people using your content. So, two types of people on the platform, right? So, one person is looking at brand awareness. So, the person who is looking at brand awareness is most likely to use Creative Commons because Creative Commons will allow their brand to go like different places when other people are using their content when other people are reusing the content that they have produced but instead a license is just like okay I don't want anyone to use my content so no one is allowed to use your video if they use your video youtube might block it in a couple of places or might block the whole thing or give you some sort of copyright claim or something like that so based on your goal if my goal is brain awareness i'm not worried about publisher i want people to use my content so that it can reach other um, audience as well because if someone reuses my content and it gets to a point where people watch that content and someone is interested in maybe the way i talk or the conversation i'm having Having in the video or something like that there's a high chance that that person will try to find me on social media to see what my whole social media activity is about if they're interested they're going to stick around so that's another form of raising brand awareness so based on your goal as a creative would determine if you really need a publisher or not. So for me, I don't need a publisher. That's why I don't have one. I hope I just said
1: the platforms you are on kind of protect you a bit. Yes. Okay. So let's go to DM. Sure. (laughs) Digital marketing. Um I know in Africa, digital marketing became a thing in two or three years ago. I mean, but for you, tell me about your journey in digital marketing. How did you become a digital marketer? Like I don't want to even ask you too many questions. Just tell me the whole thing about digital <laughs> marketing.
3: So I became a digital marketer based on recommendation. So I have never taken up any digital marketing job where I had to actually apply for it. Um, I remember when I first moved to Ghana here, I was in school and i was so open about my content creation process i would talk about youtube i'll talk about creating content and all of that so there was a job opening at the school that i taught you at mm-hmm. um someone was like okay sam knows much about social media and all of that so i think she will be uh, good for this role so they called me i remember that day my computer Was glitching and I was frustrated. (laughs) And the person called me. (laughs) The person called me and they're like, Sam, I need you to show up for an interview. So I was like, when? And they were like, right this minute. And I said, how am I going to show up for an interview without any CV? They're like, don't worry about the CV right now. And all of that, just show up. So I showed up for the interview. And one of the things that actually got me the job was my content creation activities. So wow. I could horribly explain to the interviewer about YouTube analytics and how I got my reach, search engine optimization, and everything. I was able to explain that properly to the interviewer. So they were like, "Okay, go and write your first note on this specific thing, and come back X Y Z day, and come and teach. If we're satisfied with your style of teaching, then we're gonna give you the job." And I did what I could, and I got the job. That was what spiked my interest in digital marketing like going full-blown digital marketer so after i taught for a while it's like every single thing i was teaching are things that i researched on my own back in the days there were things that i knew like to the core so it didn't feel strange or anything like that but then i told myself that okay if i want to stay in the digital marketing space and be taken serious i have to have some form of certification or something like that Mm -hmm. so i took up google um specialization course where i had to take all the seven different types of uh digital marketing and then i got the certificate i quit my job unfortunately
1: (laughs) (laughs) But what were you doing at the time before you quit the job?
3: What was I doing? I was teaching full digital marketing course. And then I was taking a freelancing job where I was helping people um, create strategies for their brand. Also helping people with content creation, teaching people how to create content as well. So I was like, you know, doing the side hustles and then also like doing the part-time job and then being a full-time student and all of that. So after I quit my job, I took an internship outside for content creation where I would create content and then send it in, maybe have weekly meetings and all of that. And then after that, I, right after my internship ended, someone called me and they were like, okay, we have a full time digital marketing job for you. So I was like, okay. And then I went there. I was playing hard to get. I started being cocky.
1: So that was all of that because I after your first experience. Yes. Okay.
3: I started being cocky and all of that. I didn't want to like, you know make any employer step all over me all of that so i tried to show the employer that i knew my worth so they're like okay we're gonna take you and whatever you say we're we're gonna pay you and all of that i was like okay if you meet my expectation i take the job if you don't meet my expectation i don't need the job (laughs) yep So because of that i actually got the job and now i'm a full-time uh digital marketer and i still do my part-time gigs and all of that
1: okay uh, thank you for this background yeah. anyway um we'll be off in some few minutes but we'll do part two of the conversation okay i think yes this, boss this one <laughs> in this segment we are talking about digital marketing and sure. we'll talk a little bit about yourself too so um, okay. guys we'll be back shortly after this brief.
2: legendary met mix on it's higher higher I got from up uh, we there together watch out know? if you single press 1 ready to mingle press 2 your turn i got from full up we there together Uh-oh. on the probation press 3 yes, uh, on rotation press 4 i got from full we there together
1: So that was Akra Fanfula remixed by Chaka featuring Kwamna MP, Yao Thug, and a medical. Um, Guys, I know I promised you that I was going to bring you. A full version or a bonus version of the Sistema festival recording that I did during the performances. Unfortunately, I've lost my files. That is why I couldn't bring you the bonus. So, pardon me for that. And also, so witness that today we've given you some songs from some of the artists who came on stage. Uh we opened the show with Prepare by Kisya Meuga and then this was Chaka. They were all on stage at the D-Systema Festival and they were part of my favorite performance. So I'm leaving you with or don't hear by Titi Owushu. This brings us to a close of our episode for today. We will get some again. We are not done. We we just did a content creation for today. And we opened a, just a little bit of digital marketing. We will talk about digital marketing proper the next time we get Sam. Sam is one of the resource persons that will be recurring on this show so if you loved this very episode then you would love the subsequent ones as well with some we will bring in more resource persons and let me also use this opportunity to announce that this will be our last but one episode for the season the next episode will be our final episode for season one a comes to you a très bientôt les gars ciao